this week on Best Friend Energy. Portraying something, a character, a girl who is confident in who she is and isn't going to change who she is for her husband, her in-laws, or anything else, because she knows the value of being true to yourself. That's contagious in the best way. And so it, I think that she sets a great example of it is okay to be yourself and that's powerful to be yourself. Why would you want to be anybody else? Hi guys, I'm Clea. And I'm Joanna. And this is Best Friend Energy. Um, Before we even start, I just want to apologize that I sound a little congested, tiny bit of a cold that I'm getting over, so uh, bear with me. But on the show today, we are talking with actress Jenna Elfman. Yes, guys, that is Jenna Elfman, who you know as Dharma from the hit TV show, Dharma and Greg. I was obsessed with it then. I'm obsessed with it now. She also starred in one of Joanna's favorite movies of all time, Keeping the Faith. Seriously. <laughs> it really is one so of her good. absolute favorites. Since 2018, Jenna has been in the TV series Fear the Walking Dead. Its eighth and final season was just released on AMC. So much to chat about with Jenna. Also on the show today, we're going to talk about the start of summer and more specifically, how we feel about sandals and shorts. Hmm. And no spoilers, but Hmm. we feel strongly. Um, And of course, we'll take a DM. But first, we're going to take a very quick break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, guys, we are back with our summer likes and dislikes. Oh, I um, love this. I, I love know. this conversation. I, I love a like and a dislike. Me too. Yeah. Okay, we're approaching summer. And with that, we need to go over how we feel about the things that summer entails. Mm-hmm. Okay. Spoiler alert, summer is my least favorite season. It is your least favorite season. By a long shot. And growing up in Los Angeles, summer was always my favorite. No, move to North Carolina and grow up there and then you'll decide. Is it very humid there? Oh my God. It's so humid. I mean, Nashville's not so innocent. No, but I didn't even know that there was another way to live because I lived there for so long until I moved to California. And I was like, it doesn't have to be this way. No, it does not have to be this yeah, way. But you know what? It's burned into my brain now that this is what summer is. Ugh, I Every year, I feel so optimistic that it's not going to be humid. No, let me just tell you, we live in Nashville. And we live in Nashville and every year it does get humid. I just want to say that for anyone thinking of moving here. Don't. You better love humidity. (laughs) You better love the feeling of being wrapped in a wet sleeping bag. Oh, that's what it feels like. All over your ankles. Okay, so let's start with, (laughs) let's start with the like or dislike. The weather. Ugh. Ugh. Boo. Boo. (laughs) Right. And then if it's not bad enough in the day, you get scary thunderstorms at night. So that's that's exactly right. So the beauty of a Nashville uh, summer day is that it's never good. <laughs> it's it's always hot or storming. Or, or storming. There is there's no, winning. no winning. Right. The only benefit you get is if there's a crazy storm, it may drop the humidity by like 1%. one degree. Yeah. One degree. That's it. 
That's, that's it. it. Like in LA, it would still be extremely hot, but it's a dry heat. And at night, it actually is comfortable. No. At night here, somehow it's worse. No. It's so a- let's talk about that. Okay. Let's talk about the bugs. Ugh. Is that a like or dislike? <laughs> Love. Um, well, I have some sort of crazy reaction to mosquitoes and every single bug under the sun loves to bite me. That's why I think that there's something in our diets yeah. that like they don't like of me and they do like of you. <laughs> Turns out they're fake vegans. Right. They're they're also a fake vegan. Do they like bagels? They yeah. must. They're they're walking they're actually flying around going, Are you my bagel? Are you my bagel? And then I they am. Found- I'm always their bagel. So actually when we first moved to Nashville, our first porch was not screened. Mm-mm. And I didn't know that that was a problem. Yeah. No, huge. until I sat on it. I won't I wouldn't go over. Right. God, what a, what a time. Um, I'm actually looking at this list and I just want to say, I don't think there are any any of this list has a like in front of it. You I know think what I like? It's it's actually a segment called our summer dislike. I like I like a slice of watermelon. Okay, but that's not on this list. Well, I'm just bringing it up because it's a very summery fruit. Didn't we already talk about melon? Yeah. Don't talk about fruit that don't way. Don't talk about fruit that way. But I will say this, back into the dislikes. Once you eat watermelon, your hands are so sticky. They're sticky for three days. Okay, but wait, just to continue our list, I mean, we can say, do we like shorts? No. No, shorts are the shorts worst. Shorts are the worst. You know what shorts are missing? The leg. <laughs> <laughs> why are, Why do people wear them? Marla literally asked me yesterday. She goes, mom, because I was wearing shorts in the house, mm-hmm. like pajama shorts. She's like, mom, I've never seen your legs. <laughs> You've never seen your legs? <laughs> She's like, they're so pale. I was like, because I don't wear shorts. Right. She actually said the nicest thing to me. She said, you have nice legs, mom. Oh, wow. That's nice. I know. I was like, where's... Marlo does not drop a compliment very no, often. I was like, I think that's the nicest thing you've ever said to wow. me. Wow. She was just like, you have nice legs. Yes. Wow. Your gams. I know. <laughs> Don't use that word. out there. I genuinely, whenever I'm in a short, which I agree is like not in public. No. <laughs> I, I'm so self-conscious. I don't judge other people. I just will not wear them. I don't judge. That's, that's right. I should yeah. say that. I do not George, uh, George. Yeah. I do not. That's what it is when you judge a short. Yeah, it's a George. George. That's right. Um, I do not judge short wearers. Yeah, me too. I personally just need more coverage. They're not for me. Well, also my legs are not for everyone. Like my <laughs> legs are pale and often bruised. <laughs> like there's always something wrong with my leg. Mine are too, to be fair. Always. Like, so, like I have like a cantaloupe size <laughs> bruise at all times. So From what? I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't I'm remember just walking, walking into the around thing. bumping into no, things. No, me too. I Shorts are not for me. No, they're not for me either. That's a strong no. Okay, what do we feel? How do we feel about sandals? Mm. Well, okay, so for me, it's the opposite of shorts. I actually do have a problem with other people's toes. (laughs) So I I fully support everyone's wanting to wear shorts, but I think that for sandals, we need to to pause. (laughs) We need to stop for a minute and think, are my toes able to be in public? What do you think of my toes? Um, They should not really always be in public. Oh, no. Yeah, no, no. because you don't believe, you get one pedicure a year and then (laughs) you let it last for the full calendar year. If I had a regular pedicure, then you're you're fine. Oh, yeah. Your actual toe shape, like okay. your, your toes are fine. Okay. Normally. Normally. Not actually not normally because okay. you don't get pedicures. <laughs> right. But they there's nothing offensive about your toes. Okay. Great. So if I have a pedicure, they're passable. Again, and I will wear sandals, but I will have a current pedicure. No, I won't wear sandals unless I have a pedicure. You're not a big sandal wearer. No. Because I, you don't believe in pedicures. No, I, I believe in them. I'm just too lazy to get, get them. them. Yeah. Yeah. You do believe in them. I do. I yeah. do love a pedicure. A manicure, yeah. we can talk about that another time. I know. Joanna does not love, because you just, you feel ca- held captive. Yeah. I hate 
the captivity feeling. So what what shoes, right. if you are not street legal for sandals, okay. what shoe should you be wearing? You're just down to tennies. You're down to tennies. Yeah. Maybe like a lightweight. Sure. A lightweight or a 10. Or something like that. Yeah. A lightweight 10. A lightweight 10. Yeah. I, I just think, again, I don't know. But I, I might wear sandals this summer. I'm going to get a pedicure. I'm going to get a few pedicures. You're going to get a summer pedicure <laughs> and let it and let it really run its course. Listen, I get the most out of that pedicure. Um. Okay. Is there anything we like about summer. The berry season and strawberry season's around April and May. And Ooh. so they are much more delicious in the summer. Isn't that definitively spring? Yeah, but they're it goes through the summer. They, okay. they get they get summer too. Okay. We have to know what you guys think. Are you fans of summer or not? I think this is gonna be a coastal question, I yeah. really have to say. Yeah. And it, like if you're in California, you don't get an opinion here. So don't write in. If but also if you're like in Washington or Rhode Island, like of course you're yeah. gonna like summer. Your if life you're is calling good. from Nantucket, like no. Basically, I wanna know if you live in the South, do you like summer? Yeah. Like if you're in Kentucky or- if you live in Michigan, you probably do. You're on like a boat. Yeah, you're on Lake Michigan and it's gorgeous in it's the summer. It's gorgeous. Okay, if you're in the South, do you feel the same way I we do? I don't. Basically, your opinion matters less to us if you live in Montana. <laughs> I want to yeah. know, for people who live in the South, do you like summer? And if so, what's wrong with you? Secondary question, how do you manage? Yeah. Like, what do you do to keep your spirits up? That's right. And do you like shorts and do you like toes? <laughs> That's my question. Okay, we have to know. Please DM us on Instagram, TikTok, at Best Friend Energy. And we're going to take a quick break and be right back with Jenna Elfman. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Please welcome to Best Friend Energy, Jenna Elfman. I can't believe you're here. Like, oh. it's crazy to see you in kind of real life. Jenna, of course, we all know you from being the star of Dharma and Greg, one of our all-time favorite shows. I think one of everyone's all-time favorite shows. Um, you were nominated for three Emmys for that role, won a Golden Globe. You've starred in Fear of the Walking Dead since 2018, and the eighth and final season is around the corner. So we're definitely going to talk about that. Jenna, we are so thrilled to chat with you today. We have a million questions. First, before we talk about Dharma and Greg, Joanna was a film major, okay? But I, I she was. gave up movies because they were too stressful for her and she gets emotionally invested in every character and it's yes. too much. This so the true. like one of her favorite movies and potentially the last movie she watched until she decided she couldn't watch movies anymore <laughs> was Keeping the Faith. Oh. I live for Keeping the Faith. Keeping the Faith is brilliant. I don't even know where to start because it truly is one of my favorite movies and I know it was filmed so long ago, but it stands out and I still think think about it, which is sort of embarrassing, but it's just like, it still pops into my head. I'm also Jewish. And so not that that means anything, but 
I don't know. Just it was so well done, and you were so funny and well, so Joanna, relatable. Let's, let's describe why being Jewish is actually like if, for people who might have not seen Keeping the Faith. It sounds like you're just a fan of Jewish comedy, but it, no. it's not. It's actual <laughs> piece of the plot line. Um, so it, a rabbi, a priest, best friends fall in yeah. love with the same woman. Do we think this movie could be made today? I well, I, I, I think anytime you're just telling a sincere, well-intentioned story, it can be told if there's something to learn from it, if there's a, a point from which to view that um, maybe hasn't been explored, you know, in the way that we are living them, you know, and it was, it, you know, these three characters grew up together as children and then they come back, you know, they've all moved away or, well, two of them stayed in New York and she went away and became a very high powered business executive and she's coming back to town and they're going to meet her at the airport and who are we all now to each other? Edward Norton became a priest, Ben Stiller became a rabbi and I'm the girl in the middle. And of course, you know, Edward Norton falls in love, but as a priest, he has, he cannot engage in those feelings. And it makes him also explore what are those feelings that he's actually mm -hmm. feeling. And Ben Stiller's character doesn't feel, you know, as a rabbi and I, my character's not Jewish, he doesn't feel that he can engage in a meaningful relationship if I don't have the same values that he has. And, and in this argument, this one key argument, you know, he's, she's saying, you have to, learn to put a little faith in other people because mm. that is who you should be as a rabbi. So I think all of those are very meaningful dynamics that occur in everybody's life in, in one regard or another on some subject or another. And, um, and I think how we regard it, how we, you know, hold friendships as, um, they should be important. You know, we all, as you two are such good friends to each other. Then you set such a beautiful example of friendship. I don't know if we're an example, but you know, we try. <laughs> <laughs> but it is to watch you guys create together, you know, and I think whether it's on a romantic level, you know, it, whether it's on a, uh, friendship level, you know, having faith in our fellows is I think super duper important in whatever form it takes. And to me, that was kind of the meaning of the film. Maybe it's even more important today, actually. I feel like, don't we all just like kind of struggle to keep the faith with like everything now? I, I just feel like it's, you know, yeah, faith yeah. in yourself that you are worth being here and that, you know, expressing oneself in this world and looking across the distance at a fellow person and giving them your meaningful attention is so valuable and so important. It really is. What did you love about it? Like what was your favorite aspect about it? You know, it is the friendship. It's I, I actually would agree with that piece. It, it's the deep friendship of these people that still connect later in life on this deeper level. They really care about each other. They have each other's backs and they come from obviously such different places, but who they are as people continue to connect. And it's also funny. It's well-written. It, there's nothing, we, you know, Clea and I are editors in our life. There's nothing extraneous about it. It's just really, really sharp on all fronts. And the acting is amazing and funny. And I just love it. Can't go back like and watch it fast enough tonight. Oh, like I'm really that. like in the mood. I mean, do we need to get Ben Stiller and Edward Norton? Do we need to have a reunion? Maybe we we'll might. do a BFE reunion at some point. We haven't done one yet. This might, this would probably mean a lot to Joanna. So we, we might have to try. Right. right. It, it is about me. Them. That's oh, for sure. I'd, I'd be there for it. I'd be there for it. You know, one of the fun things we did to rehearse because, you know, how do you kind of create that chemistry between, you know, the friends that you make when you're a kid? I'm watching my children do this right now and mm -hmm. I and and it makes me recall all the friendships that I formed as a child as opposed to the ones I form as an adult when you're a kid you're not judgmental at all you're so you're kind of the best version of a human being when you're a child yeah. right you're like 
non-judgmental, you're welcoming, you're accepting, you're tolerant for on the mo on the main, you know, and they make these friendships and there's this like connection that you make when you're not judgmental. Interesting. You know, and so when they they come back together, like when I connect back up with my friends that I made when I was a kid, you slip right back into that very yeah. safe dynamic. Mm -hmm. That was the DNA of how that friendship was created. And it is, I think, a great lesson for how we get in our own way as adults, you know, and to, to that childhood, like love and interest and curiosity that we have about each other or people and things are just interesting. Like, yeah, as a jumping off point is something we should like rehabilitate in ourselves. Don't you think? I totally think that that's right. so correct. I mean, we, Joanna and I both independently have 12 year olds and nine year olds and seeing the world and how they navigate through their eyes is so like, I don't remember it necessarily when I was 12, but like watching as an adult and seeing how kids approach things with such a different, like there isn't that layer that we all carry around that baggage with us, you know, like they, it, it just, it's really, it is fascinating. No, they have like a little tiny carry on it. We have like huge <laughs> yeah. double suitcases that we're like wheeling through an airplane. They have like a crossbody, but yeah. like we, you know, like and a little clutch actually. Yeah. It's not even a crossbody. Yeah, and we're the ones like trying to get away with the oversized bag and like one too many things as yeah. the carry ons getting yelled at by the flight attendants that we've got to going clunk, 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 clunk down the aisle. Um, okay, let's talk about Dharma and Greg because I feel like this show was so iconic and now it's streaming on Hulu and it's connecting with a whole new audience of people. I think probably double edge, like our audience rewatching and then new audience watching, which is actually really fascinating. Speaking of kids, watching our kids discover shows that we used to watch is such a joy to me. It's fascinating. Stella sometimes will be like, I found this amazing, this was years ago. I found this amazing new show. It's called Full House. And I'm like, oh, Stella. Like, you know what I think is funny about the dynamic of this younger generation coming to us and telling us about their discoveries? I had uh, my friend's daughter who at the time of telling me this, I think she was probably 14, maybe 15. There was two things she said to me. They both insulted me. <laughs> she goes, oh my God, friends. I was like, oh yeah. She goes, no, it's a really good show. Oh, oh, excuse <laughs> me. And I was like, yeah, I know. I was there the first time. Oh yeah. my yes. goodness. And I'm seen sorry. Okay, okay. Uh, did you pull out your Golden Globe? <laughs> Were you, were you like, hold on, I'm I mean, sorry. I let do me... not want to be reduced to such behavior by a teenager. No, of course not. But if you ever need a friend to do that. Yes, you know, you it, it was okay. um, as if I knew nothing. Right. right. Totally. And even when I said, oh, I know, I was there the first time. It was like, well, yeah, didn't care. Didn't mean anything well, to her. It's it's really shocking. And like we need an education class in exactly how to proceed etiquette and shows to in the, in the 90s. The first we need time. an etiquette class about the 90s. Yes. Yes. The other thing she said to me. I said, so what, you know, it's summer, we're in the kitchen, we're at the island in the kitchen, everyone's like having their sparkling water and lime and I'm in a good <laughs> mood, we're having tacos. I'm like, so um, I feel really good that I'm like making conversation with her. I'm like, so what music are you into these days? And she was like, I'm into oldies. Oh my God, I'm scared. I'm scared I like, where this damn, is going. I thought in my head, really? That's oh my so God. cool. She goes, yeah, you know, like, no doubt, Nine Inch Nails. Oh, no. Kills me. Kills me. Okay, we are going to take a very quick break and be right back with Jenna Elfman. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. 
Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, nothing. No tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. No tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Let, let's go back to Hulu, where your show is now streaming. Yeah. What do you think the cross-generational appeal is for Dharma and Greg? Well, you know, I just had a woman tell me, I don't even know where I was, Starbucks or whatever. And she was like, I just have to tell you, I was a huge fan when it was first on the air. And now I am watching it with my daughter and her daughter. And we all watch oh, it together. And wow. my granddaughter loves it. My daughter loves it, you know, and it made me so happy because other than bringing joy continuously to future generations, which is a purpose of mine as an artist. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, it was, I take a lot of pride in that character of Dharma because to me, like I had people write fan mail to me and say, I just want to thank you because I didn't, I was suicidal and I didn't commit suicide because oh Dharma proved to me that it's okay to be yourself. And oh, I felt I like I do have a place and I, and I want to say thank you. Oh my God. <gasps> wow. So the power, I literally have chills. I know. And there was several of those. Like that wasn't just right. one wow. of them. And portraying something, a character, a girl, who is confident in who she is and isn't gonna change who she is for her husband, her in-laws, or anything else because she knows the value of being true to yourself. That's contagious in the best way. Yeah. And so it, I think that she sets a great example of it is okay to be yourself and that's powerful to be yourself. Why would you want to be anybody else? We need more of those characters. Right. And that was, and you know, at the time, a lot of the women on television who were independent, you know, as we came out of, you know, with that girl and Mary Tyler Moore and, and mm -hmm. um, you know, they were like women in the workplace and independent. But a lot also a lot of them had slight neurotic tendencies because I felt mm -hmm. like I feel like that was like men going, okay, you can you can star in your own show, but but we gotta like, you know, you gotta be a little neurotic or something. And that's fine. But Dharma was the first character to actually be super joyful and super mm -hmm. who she was. And and one of the descriptions that the showrunner had said is when you you scratch the surface of her, you don't get another beast of neuroses or anything. Mm -hmm. You just get more her. And mm -hmm. I loved that. And I, I think uh, that was unique at the time as well as to portray a woman in full bloom. Yeah. Right. Was there somebody growing up in this, like that in a female that specifically inspired you in acting when you were first beginning? Well, I've seen every single episode of I Love Lucy. Like it never gets old. She's no. so brilliant. Do you have a favorite episode? Oh, God. Let's see. Favorite. Episode. I've seen every single episode, I think, a thousand I have, times. I have, too. Oh, no. And I, mine is so cliche. One of my favorite, and it's for a very technical, physical comedy reason that it's my favorite, mm -hmm. is the chocolate making. That, that was mine. I was like, it's going to be too cliche to say, and it's going to be embarrassing. But now that you said it first, I feel much better about my decision. Well, I think the vitamin or Benjamin one would probably be too cliche, oh. but chocolate and then the wine now the crushing, wine the grape crushing for the wine oh. it's the yeah. physical comedy yeah here's why that's so brilliant on face value okay there's a physical comedy that she's trying to keep up right as someone who was studying it for the purpose of learning it 
The reason that was so funny, in my opinion, is it wasn't just that she was going so fast to keep up. It's that she had no idea what the actual <laughs> technique was for doing the chocolate. Um, it wasn't like, okay, this is how you do it. Now I have to do it fast to keep up. It was no idea, but just going through <laughs> motions that she thought yes. and then had to do it really fast. Just squeezing everything. No like... tech, not founded in any technique of chocolate making. So she was just like, you know, like a kid sort of mimicking what they see without any kind of understanding what the theory is underneath it. And that's why it I think is it was such a brilliant. brilliant. Remember at the beginning of the chocolate making, how pleased she was with herself? You know, like it, and she was just so happy with herself. And then it started to go a little faster. I mean, well, no, but the other side of the chocolate episode, but their husbands were so funny. Like yes. when when all the when all the bubbles are coming, out, they're just like, no, it's so it's good. just brilliant. Um, I have a random favorite one because Joanna and I deal with this sometimes back in our organizing when we were just the two of us in a, in a home. Uh, Lucy and, and Ethel and Fred and uh, Ricky, they all got stuck in a cabin in an avalanche. I think they were like <laughs> hiking in Switzerland yeah. or something. I love, yeah. first of all, I loved I Love Lucy Goes on Adventures. Yes, like I yeah. love when they're like in Europe or in Hollywood, but um, they get stuck in a house and everyone's asleep and Lucy finds a sandwich in her backpack <laughs> and you hear like a crinkle, crinkle, like a little mouse eating it yeah and she like keeps tucking it away and then ethel was like where did you get that and joanna and i have been on jobs before where we're both like very hungry and like someone finds like a granola bar at the bottom of their purse oh. and you hear a little crinkle crinkle and you're like where did you get food you know this happened one time where one of us had a water bottle and joanna was like where did you get water yeah no, i think about it all the time i'm like we are in an avalanche cabin that's what in the snow. Yeah, that's what, that's imagine I how the day would get away from you and in, in, in oh. what you guys do. I, oh. I haven't been able to just tell you like how obsessed I am with you guys. Um, oh, I so really, sweet. really like when we moved to Austin, it was so insane. It was like pandemic move. And I started filming a month after the move and was homeschooling my children. And it was oh my just gosh. like so many things. And the conversion of the garage from like all the boxes of our existence into like, my husband was doing some traveling and I was trying to organize things for him. And I like obsessively watch every episode. Oh, and I'm so was, nice. like, hungry for you guys to, for, to do more episodes. When's the next season coming? And like hungry, hungry for it. Like so obsessed. I'm so obsessed. And um, and you hear this all the time because you are so awesome. This is no, the response you're so because you're so good at what you do and you're so lovely with how you do it. Um, but you are, a, you are a huge part of my uh, life during this time of transition. So I just wanted to thank you for being so charming and so easy to consume and so in terms of the, how relatable you are and then being like competent beyond with your skills and it just is like the perfect combination and it's it just makes the whole thing like i totally um i well, just it's crazy that. to hear a compliment coming from you so that's seriously that's... i'm like do you want to be on every week jenna I know. <laughs> <laughs> thank you yeah. but i also want to hear about the move i, I mean, do how too. was it how was the move to austin what is your life like you now? moved from la yeah right so I, and Joanna moved from San Francisco to Nashville. I moved from LA to Nashville. So similar vibe, mm -hmm. we can relate. Like yeah. how, how did that go? How was the transition? Um, it was, it was like a movie, the, the actual pulling away from the house because it was Labor Day weekend, 2020. And it was the hottest day on record for the city of Los Angeles. It was like 120 something degrees. Oh my Ugh. God. And pandemic never thought we'd ever move. Never. 
ever right. would I ever think I would live anywhere other than Los Angeles, not because I'm small-minded, but that's my home. It's where my husband and I both were born and raised. His parents were both born and raised in Los Angeles. Like wow. the Angelino, same, like Nina. Same girl. Yeah, it runs yep. deep, right? And it's a- It runs deep. There's not many of us and it's a very particular thing. And- Were you born at Cedar sinai Yeah. Yeah, me too. Okay, yeah, same. And so that was just startling in itself because I couldn't believe we were moving, but it was also the right thing at the time because we were filming in, I had been filming in Austin and commuting and it was like with all the commuting with COVID, mm -hmm. it was just not real and yeah. not infecting anybody and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, well, this is the time. So the pulling, we drove in our, <laughs> I don't know what you do for your kids. Um, <laughs> Oh my God. Yes. Like I think about it now and it just, I, I can't even believe it. So one of our dogs, we have two dogs and we had a, I want to call it a rat, but it was uh, a hamster. Um, <laughs> that was very meaningful to my youngest son. And so one of the dogs does not drive well and gets very car sick. That's not okay. I'm <laughs> like, if you're a dog, you better make it easy to cart you around. Uh-huh. But he's the best dog in every regard. So uh -huh. he kind of- And then take it. Yeah. Take it. So my friend had to fly him. And then the other dog oh, oh rode God. with us in the RV. And the reason we all didn't fly is because we had a hamster that is right, really sure. meaningful oh. to my kid. And that's why we wow. RV'd it instead of all of us flying was for the hamster. There couldn't have been a hamster in Austin. Like they don't sell hamsters in Austin. This, no. this was my youngest hamster and him with life forms is a very loving affair. And I can't even believe it was in the bed, in the back, in the, uh, oh my God. Okay, so there's the hamster in the big cage. And okay. there's uh, the type of RV that there's a bed in the back. And my kid, my youngest was back there with the hamster on the bed. My older son was, you know, at the kitchen table, couch part of the RV, and the dog was on my lap. And my husband and I would take turns driving, whatever. Okay, it's the hottest day of the year. We are driving down the freeway. My husband is driving. Oh, and it was also California's burning. It was the fires that oh, right. were being burning. That's right. And so now where my husband is in the cab portion, husband's driving, we're on the freeway, we're deep out of LA now. And I'm like, oh, it's like freaking hot in here. He's like, like, you turn on the AC. He's like, it's fine. I'm cold. I'm like, how are you cold? I'm like about to faint. And you know, yeah. when you get hot, boy, you oh, get grumpy. Oh, it's, it's. The, it's an emergency. Awful. When you're hot, you just want to rip off your skin. Joanna, we've been on jobs before where Joanna all of a sudden was in like a bra. Yeah. I was like, Joanna, you can't just do like, and she's like, I'm hot. No, I'm yeah, like, it's so hot. Yeah, it's like, all it's like panic attack level. Yes, okay. it, is. it is. Thank you for it understanding. Is. I feel yes. so understood. Thank you. And my husband was like, well, do the generator flippity do, I don't know, whatever thing I'm supposed to be flipping. And I'm doing it. And, and, He's like, you know, of course thinks I'm doing something wrong. So he's right. like getting grumpy just as the man of the trip. And um, I'm like, I'm doing, he's like, call the guy we rented it from. I'm like, I'm gonna call him and I'm hot. I'm like, hey, <laughs> and the hamster's like, the hamster's playing dead. Like the hamster's like on his back trying to just expose his belly to air. Like, and my kids are screaming, and my husband's like, we're fine. So, I go up to where he is. He's got a fully different AC. He's got the engine AC. He's fine. Totally unreal that it's 120 something degrees in the back. And I'm starting to just lose it. I'm like, yeah, I don't understand. And so we have 
to end up spending the night. It was past Palm Springs. The only it was Labor Day weekend. There were no hotels available because the thing wasn't working. There was no AC. We had to park and get out for survival purposes. And you're in the desert. Oh yeah, you're in the, in the desert in a heat wave. Huh. Yes. Oh my god, with all your stuff, all the stuff, and a hamster. A ham. Do hotels take hamster? <laughs> Probably that not. Thing, which I didn't even care. I hid it. I was like carrying it to hide it. I put like the blanket over it as if I'm not carrying a giant hamster thing. It was, so the only place we found was this place. It looked like set decoration from Fear the Walking Dead made it for the apocalypse. <laughs> and that, I'm not exaggerating. I was like, this is, he's like, it's the only place with a room. I'm like, oh listen, and the kids were like, oh yeah, like full meltdown. I'm so hot. The, the hamster was oh barely God. moving. So I'm like, let's get in the shower. Let's pull the body down. The shower doesn't, the cool water's not working. Like, literally. Oh no. Oh, it was, That's no, insane. we like, could, couldn't get free. I have a blanket on my, I'm literally so hot right now talking about this. That I have to take it off. I'm so oh my God. overheated. There, there is nothing that makes you, when you realize you're like so annoyed about something, it's usually that you're so hot. Like when I get like un unreasonably aggravated, it's like because so no, hot. and then you're clawing, yes. you're clawing at yourself. Yes, you're and like then, trying um, to unzip your skin. <laughs> and then my husband came back and he was like, "Oh, I'm like, yeah, like, yeah." We exactly. Finally felt what we were in, and then we start like the kids like, "Why are we stopping?" You know, with a thousand questions. Yeah, a right, thousand. right. And then we're like, "Don't ask us when we're in the middle of trying to solve the thing. We'll explain it after." And they're like, oh, "Okay, but I'm hot." Well, the thing about oh. COVID too is everything was so heightened <laughs> that we didn't shield our kids from any annoyance or any <laughs> well, reality. No buffer, nothing. So was it's like, like if your no. kids are like, "What's happening?" You're like, "We're gonna die," you know? Like I mean, like it just you like freak out. And you're like, "Don't touch the mail, right? Don't, Don't touch, touch anything. It. You're gonna get sick immediately." You know? That, no. it, it was just it was very it was a very uh, stressful time. It was so like, unfair uh, to parents. It was really it was just so it was extra extra unfair. How did you ever cool down? Is what I want to know. It wasn't until we got to New Mexico. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you were states away. States oh away. Oh my God. Oh my God. Did goodness. the hamster make it on the trip? Well, he did. And then I was like, Four months later, something, we went on a holiday because I had a big break in filming and we needed someone to watch the hamsters. So we had our-, our... <laughs> The hamster's causing a lot of issues. Oh my God. <laughs> the hamster. Oh, our God. real estate agent, he was like, we're happy to take him and feed him and the kids will enjoy it and we'll teach them about how to care for things. And it's great. I was like, thank you, thank you. And then I think he got fed too much or something. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> And then it became my <laughs> friend burying him in our front yard and me oh. not telling my kid still. And we just said, you know what? And he didn't ask except for like one time. His, the, the hamster's name was Henry. He's like, what? so where, where is Henry? And I was like, well, our friends took him. And, you know, the little kids are really enjoying him. Is it okay with you if he stays with them longer? He's like, yeah. And then he just forgot. Yeah, except then we went under the house to the storage to get the Christmas decorations. And oh, Henry's no. cage was there. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, no. And I think he saw it and then just didn't say anything. And we've never oh. really brought it up. But also, like, are you kind of upset that you didn't fly knowing that the hamster was fine to be given away? Totally. 
Like, yes. I had to go okay, through I that just... hell of like burning apocalyptic Los Angeles <laughs> yes. for a uh, hamster that three months later was not part of our family. Just went missing. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> we need to get into talking about Fear of the Walking Dead because yeah. we're on the raw season. So we'll turn to that in just a second. But I'm curious because you, speaking of your husband, you and your husband were kind of podcasting trendsetters. Um, what inspired you to start the podcast and what does it mean to you? I mean, honestly, that, I mean, it was 2012. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Chris Hardwick had me on his podcast uh, at the time called Nerdist. And he and I went and had lunch afterwards. And he was saying, you know, you should podcast. You're a good communicator. Like you should podcast. I mentioned it to my husband and because he and I, Bodhi and I, my husband and I had been wanting to do a scripted show about marriage um, based kind of on what our podcast is about, which is our relationship. Um, but I kept being on these other shows and we just weren't getting it together with that. And um, and I said, you know, Hardwick was saying I should podcast and he goes, you know what? Like, I love Lucy started as a, as a radio show called My Favorite Husband. Oh he's gosh, like, I did not know that. Yeah. I didn't know that either. And uh, he's like, why don't we just do a podcast and, and explore the territory? And it would, it really started as um, creating a library of story for writers when we ultimately do the scripted show. And so we're just doing it for fun, not to like have some big podcast. Um, And it went over very well. And I was like, okay, well, I think this might be a thing on its own, you know, like, let's just keep doing it. So we never actually did it to where we take it to a professional, you know, platform and make money off it. We just do it because it's entertaining for us. You just enjoy it. Yeah. And then we've grown this huge audience um, of all kinds of people, people that are together, people who are single, you know, um, every form of a relationship. And it's, it makes me happy. People stop me and go, Oh my God, you guys like makes me, I want to be you guys in a relationship or it makes me feel so much better about my own. Like it's not, we're not my husband and I, or my girlfriend and I, we're not unique in our odd eccentricities. You guys have like the same thing and you're still together. And so there's like sort of a sweet takeaway too, which is relationships are all the things and the certain bumps in the road or the the differences, you know, they don't have to be something that break you apart. And well, it's so I brave love- to do this with your husband. I, I just know. love that. I, I was just going to say, Joanna and I are not, not you and your husband. Mm-hmm. We just right. happen to be best friends right. and not married, but we're kind of, I mean, we're like life partners yeah. is what yeah. I would like to call yeah. us. But that. your podcast, Kicking and Screaming, it could easily be the title of our podcast. Yeah. We just went with Best Friend Energy. I feel like it's just such a, it's, it is a different community when you're on a podcast than yeah. when you're putting out a TV show or whether you're writing a book or what, you know, it's, it's such a different format. And it's so cool to do that with your husband. I, I mean, I can't, if I had to do a podcast with John, it would, it would last one day, like one day. No, it would just be the Clea Shear podcast. <laughs> I would have fired him. Okay, Jenna. We need to talk about Fear of the Walking Dead because we're in the final season, okay? I want to know, first of all, was it a weird transition or like an interesting transition to go from kind of your normal comedy drama world into like a zombie apocalypse? Yeah, it was for me. You know when you start something new that you really care about and you give it everything, but you have to go through a learning curve and part of that learning curve, you feel like a bug that's just collided straight into a glass window and then you like slide down. That's what it was for me in the best way because it's not just going and doing drama, which I had done. That, that It wasn't it 
for me, it was there's a canon of The Walking Dead to right. know. There's the mythology of it all and tracking how the stories are told with the mm -hmm. hero's journey. And, you know, it, it felt like it was it was the most fulfilling experience next to Dharma and Greg and Keeping the Faith. These are my wow. top three favorite experiences I've oh, had. Oh, I love that so much. Me too. That's kind well, of a yeah. circle here. Yeah. And so, getting to, you know, sort of mature from my 40s into my 50s, playing this character, June, who is so layered and has gone through so much trauma and so much triumph through love, through having hope, how to find hope, more loss. But I love that she comes out of every experience with larger life muscles. And I love that about her. And it's been so fun playing that quality in her. Well, without any spoilers, what is kind of coming up on the eighth season? Like, what can people expect from it? We have a seven-year time jump connected with this place called Padre, which we're going to learn a lot about in season eight and how it has affected every character and what their methodology of survival is and how in conflict um, it is with a lot of our heroes. And, and so to watch what those journeys are for each character, I loved playing June's. Um, she's feral and it was so incredible to get to map that out and explore who she is with all of these experiences particular to her. Um, under her belt and really transformed the character. And I, I'm really excited for that. And and there's also a lot of Walking Dead influences in this season with the flagship show that I think the fans are going to totally dig. Oh, that's exciting. That's I really exciting. That. Like, what is it like to wrap a show when you're so invested in the character? Is it like saying goodbye to like, a dear friend that you happened to be playing? It was a very emotional time. And it wasn't when we finished filming that was emotional. It was the whole season from August to March, like the whole time I was filming, knowing that I wasn't gonna be doing this anymore. Right. And not wanting to be caught up in the loss of it, because then I wasn't present for the, what right. I'm doing. You know, this sure, is sure. right in front of me right now. And so I found that the more I just made myself be totally present um, with the crew who are incredible, my fellow actors and the whole experience, I would just really make make sure I was staying super present. And that gave me a lot of sensation to take mm -hmm. away with. But at the end of the season, I had, number one, I didn't realize, I mean, I know June, when I'm playing her, I'm in a bit of a zone. I'm myself, but there is a whole personality, a whole mind that mm -hmm. lives in my heart when I'm working on her that I didn't actually realize how much it affected my day-to-day -day persona until we ended. And I conscientiously sent her off to a vacation cabana. <laughs> that is so, I have such a visual of that. That's so I amazing. Yeah, I, I, yeah. It's something that I've never experienced. I mean, that's just like a really interesting. Right, and really something only an actor can understand like what that is. I would love to send myself off to a beach cabana. I think that that yeah. sounds great. I'm gonna yeah, do that now. Good. Anytime we wrap <laughs> a, a season of television, I'm just gonna be like, you know what? Clea's gonna go to a beach cabana. It I gave me a amazing. great relief and it made me yeah. not have her say, I didn't have to say goodbye to right. her. Yeah. I just went, right. she's just on vacation. You go on vacation. 
It was definitely bittersweet. And, and you know, it was also, it's a fine line because in terms of my public experience with this, because mm -hmm. I'm like ending the experience of playing June, but from the fans' point of view, they're, they haven't even started the season. Right, right, right. And right. so I had to be careful about how much like ending communication I was sure. putting on my social media because I didn't want the fans to feel like they're losing right. something before they've even gotten to experience right, it. Right, you know? right. But it'll be fun sense. to get to feel it now with them and go through it with them because it is a very immersive experience with the fans and I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'll get to talk about it all and, and experience it all um, in like a very live it with them. Way. Yeah. So what what is next for you? What can we expect? Oh. No, well I'm we're I'm looking at that. There's some projects that we're developing that we are really interested in. My husband and I together. Oh, I love that. Cool. I love that you guys like work together on all yeah. these things. No, that's amazing. It is. You know, we've been together 32 years and we still totally wow. dig each other and wow. love creating together. And I think that's that's what a relationship is, is creating. You know, every right. day you create together life. And yeah. so to take that and put it into like the aesthetic area um, together is really fun. That's amazing. Well, you have to teach us uh, so many things, so much of your ways, uh, and also how to involve our husbands and things because we don't. And no, we yeah. are just like sidelined. We sideline them. That's, I understand yeah. the desire sometimes. <laughs> Lots to learn from you, Jenna, on all fronts, honestly. I'm like trying to process this whole call. There's so much, so many nuggets of information and obviously also so much humor. Jenna, thank you so much for coming on Best Friend Energy. You're now our best friend. Oh, thank you, Jenna. Love you. I love you too. <laughs> thank thank you. you for having me. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. Bye. All right, it is time for a DM, and this one is from Rachel. My family just moved into our dream home, and I am overwhelmed. In your experience, what room would you recommend I start to organize first? I have very strong feelings. I don't know if Joanna feels the same. Do you want to start? No, you start this one. Okay. I absolutely 100% believe you need to start with the kitchen. It is the most tedious by far. It's so many breakable things. Everything's wrapped in paper. It has the most minutia to put away and the most kind of like strategy of where to put things. So once you achieve your kitchen boxes, everything else feels so much easier. Like everything is, especially if you're us, everything's already in bins and all that. Kitchen kitchen yeah. items aren't. Yeah. So like your plates, your cups, That's your silverware. Right. So once once you get the kitchen sorted, all of a sudden, like hanging up clothes or like putting away right. There's board less games, thinking involved. It's it's just so much easier. And a box contains such uh, like so many fewer things. Yes, I fully agree with this. Yeah. So. Again, the kitchen's not fun, but it is remarkable. Once you knock that out, it is like everything else is smooth sailing. Yeah, I agree with this. Yeah, in my mind. Like putting away books like all no, day. Totally. Fine. Right. Okay, that's it for this episode. We are back on Tuesday, but until then, we'll be back Thursday with another episode of Best Friend Energy Unpacked. Also, you guys know we love hearing from you, all of your questions, your thoughts, your desires, and maybe, I don't know, tell us what you'd like to hear us talk about on the pod. Keep in touch with us on social, uh, Instagram and TikTok. We're at Best Friend Energy or visit us at bestfriendenergypod.com. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us on Best Friend Energy. We're back every Tuesday with a new episode. Follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Best Friend Energy. Best Friend Energy is a Hello Sunshine and Sony Music Entertainment production. Engineering and mixing by Nashville Audio Productions. 
Our senior producer is Rebecca Kaufman. Our associate producer is Cami York. Our executive producer is Sarita Wesley. Our executive producers at The Home Edit and Hello Sunshine are Lauren Lagarde, Hilary Franchi, and, and us. See you next time. Being a mother has its challenges. You have to constantly grow and adapt as your baby does. And while our kids aren't diaper age anymore, we remember a few tricky years with diaper obstacles like blowouts. Oh, yes, I remember. Not to mention getting diapers on active babies. And you and I both know once your baby starts moving, the adventure really begins. That's why you need Pampers Cruisers 360. A lot of people think Pampers Cruisers 360 are just for potty training. But from my experience, it's actually the best diaper to use as soon as your baby's on the go. It doesn't have ordinary diaper tabs. Instead, it has a unique 360-degree stretchy waistband, which is a great hack to keep your baby from taking their diaper off, which, if you've ever experienced, can lead to chaos. And as you know from the home edit days, if we care about anything, it's organizing messes and controlling the chaos. And it really stretches with your baby for a comfortable fit so your baby can move freely. It also makes it so easy to change a wiggly baby who's on the move. Pampers Cruisers 360 with the new blowout barrier are available in sizes three to seven and come in adorable new prints. The best part is that they are hypoallergenic and free of elemental chlorine bleaching, parabens, and latex. As mothers, we know how important it is to count on a great diaper. So for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Redeem Pampers cash, no cash value.